0: You are locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football. And basketball. And you know what? This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. And you know what? Joining me today, my frequent co-host, frankly, not frequent enough lately, Mr. Blake Stark. He's got a great take on on UCLA that I had to had to bring him in for I think all of you Mizzou fans will enjoy his UCLA take from of course that great game the other night between Gonzaga and UCLA but you know what Blake I think we got to start with Xavier Pinson and just basketball in general you know what you haven't been on the show since uh since the NCAA tournament right since the end of the season I think I I think
1: the last time I was here was the after the Texas Tech win maybe the okay. Com- it's been or maybe an Arkansas the Arkansas win i don't know it's been it's been a while
0: right it's been a minute it's been so too Blake, long. what what was your kind of overall take on the season obviously ended a little bit disappointingly but w- just give me your take well
1: <laughs> um it, it seemed it's it felt like it was kind of inexplicable while it was happening like we kept getting out to these runs and we kept giving up leads and then and you I, it was hard to put the whole thing together and what was happening. And then at the end of the year, when we started get this transfer news, and I've, I've always had, I've always loved Xavier Pence. Right. Know? I've had a nickname for him on the show before. Yes. Uh, very creepily, you, know? <laughs> you called him "Sex Xavier." Oh, yeah, Pinson. yeah. Was, yeah. So, um, been a big fan of since he got here, and I thought he had a lot of potential. And I thought maybe this year he was finally going to have the, you know, the the cuffs off and let him let him play and let him have a little more. And I, and I felt like maybe he was being held back during this. Last stretch where Missouri kind of faltered, or, or you know just wasn't very good. Right, and then you go look at the the numbers, and he actually is like the worst on the team and plus minus. And I think the really the slump of the team has a lot to do with his performance. Like Drew Smith was still pretty good. Right, Tillman was still pretty good. All these other guys were not. I mean, the the biggest drop off personally I, mean, I think was let's let's be let's real him.
0: let's be real xavier pinson basically checked out like the last i don't know how long you would say maybe month couple weeks whatever it was it just seemed like all of a sudden he was just like you know what i think i'm going to transfer at the end of the season which obviously he did and he just seemed seemingly was uninterested in using that incredible first step that he has to get into the paint, the last few games of the season, it was totally inexplicable at the time. But now it's—I guess it's just well, him and Conzo were beefing. But to me, Blake, here's my problem: if you're going to beef with the coach, fine. You, you want—you got all that conflict happens. But to me, to sort of give up on your teammates like that boy that's the tough one for me because he, they had a unique opportunity this year to have their best team they were top 15 squad at one point i just don't see how you do that it's it's inexplicable to me
1: Well, i mean you beat bama and you and you make it to top 10 and then it seemed like that i mean that's where the
0: that's where the cliff was so right.
1: there had been a couple you know mixed games in there on that run up to sure. beating alabama but at that point when we beat alabama what were we two games off the lead we were like the only team that had a chance to catch alabama to to win the conference title and then we just played, I mean, then we just, we, we. I don't know, we, we I don't remember, I know we wound up at like 500 in conference, but I don't remember exactly what the, sure. what either side of that was. But then you dropped down to finishing, what, like eighth, seventh or eighth in the yeah, conference? Yeah, I think seventh, yeah. From from two with a chance to, to take over. Right. And it, it just seems like, yeah, if you're not going to get, if you're not motivated there, even if you have problems with the coach, can't you can't you get enough joy out of like, Winning and getting the. That's know, my thing. goes along with that? And your teammates, like, isn't that mean something for right. all you guys together?
0: And, and here's the other problem. It's, boy, it's just tough to see that in his final four teams he put out on social media that it's, I, I believe, Auburn, Arkansas, another SEC squad, which I, I'm forgetting now at this moment, and Nebraska. So there's a pretty good chance we might see Xavier Pittson play against us next season. I'm sorry. Nobody cares about my high school basketball career, obviously. Even I don't care about it at this point. It's been 20 years ago. If one of my buddies from Southern Boone, like before our senior season, just decided, you know what? The heck with it. I'm I'm, I'm sick of the coach. I'm going to transfer. Not only am I going to transfer to another school. I'm going to go play for Hallsville or something or Harrisburg or some other team that was in our conference. It's like, wait, you're going to play against us now? Like obviously that's your choice, but do we have to be? I'm not sure I can be friends with you anymore after that. Like that's just such a bizarre move to me.
1: Yeah, it just it, it seems really targeted. So it seems like you know if he's got this spat with Konzo, but then you you know you're going to pick Arkansas, and that he has to know what, what that. Feels like to the Missouri fan base. If you, of go, if you go play at Arkansas, or even or even Auburn, honestly, Auburn. go play
0: it with Bruce Pearl and a team that obviously we're going to be competing with next season. And I bet
1: he's heard people around campus in his three years here talking about how we still don't like Nebraska, right? <laughs> you know, and that's, of course we, we won't play them. But that that's one such an outlier anyway. Like, let's go. That's play a strange
0: this. one, right? Why would you want to go live in Lincoln, Nebraska? And that that kind of gets to my point. What does Xavier Pinson want? I think that would be my first question to him because. This past season, he had the fourth highest usage rate in the conference. And guess what? The previous season, he was number two. So the guy had the basketball all the time. The offense was basically geared around what he did well. And in fact, I thought Drew Smith kind of moved off the basketball at one point last season quite a bit to... to, essentially facilitate Pinson and to make the game a little bit easier for him so it seemed to me that Konzo Martin actually kind of bent over backwards to make everything easier for Pinson and to play to his strengths so this idea that oh well he'll be better off if he goes somewhere else or uh, how based on what 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 other situation is he going to have a better chance to quote-unquote showcase his talents as kids like to say these days
1: yeah I think you know one of the things that we had concerns about with Kanza during his first couple of years was the just the pace of play sure. and how he just didn't you know didn't seem like he was trying to score enough and how that that was kind of frustrating cause especially when you have a guy like Penson and you have you know I guess it makes maybe a little sense your well no not even your first year because he didn't have all the he didn't have all the backing from from Kim really but um, but at the end of last year when he started playing Drew Smith and, and Xavier Penson together and that's when we started to string together some success uh, at the end of last year and then. This year, at the start of the year, we were playing. It seemed like much faster, and we were scoring. You know, we we're scoring in the nineties. We we're scoring in the high eighties, and it was the it was his his willingness to change his philosophy yep. and, uh, and take advantage of Xavier Pinson's strengths, which are getting the basket fast. Sure, you know, not passing around the perimeter and then having five seconds to make a decision, but right. attacking, causing something to happen, and, and it all worked. And then, for whatever reason, like after the Alabama game, it just kind of stopped working. Right, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if there was a one of obviously one of the weird things even before the Alabama game were were the the couple of games where we had like the big double digit lead in the second half and then just kind of inexplicably stopped scoring and and gave it up like right the game at the game at Auburn right yes yeah so um, I don't know if 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 that is where kind of some conflict started because maybe they were playing so well and they had and then maybe. Martin puts on the brakes a little bit to try to preserve this lead, and Pinson doesn't like that, and they, they fight back. But it's, that's where it seemed like right. we started to have the first issue.
0: I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really unclear exactly if there was a, a specific fulcrum moment or anything like that. But regardless, yeah, it's going to be strange to see him in another uniform next season if he really is going to come to Mizzou Arena. And I actually tweeted out – when he put out his Final Four there, I said, boo this man. And what I really meant there was, am I literally going to boo him? Uh, Probably not. I'm not much of a booing kind of guy, to be honest with you. But, gosh, if if we're going to say, remember when Ryan Robertson, that kid Mm -hmm. from uh, St. Louis, he went to KU? Every time he touched the ball, Mizzou fans booed him. So if he's disloyal... My goodness. Xavier Pinson's plenty disloyal then. So that's all. I was just voicing my displeasure sure. there, basically. So I don't know. I'm not I saying think am I, I s- am I literally going to boo the guy? Probably not. But am I going to be a fan of his moving forward? No, definitely not. I, I'm kind of out on him as a, as a player. Yeah. I'm, Sorry. A, I'm a bit of
1: a, <laughs> I'm a bit of a scorned lover right now. I just, I. I you know, was for, for sure. Yeah, I was just cheering for him, so supporting him, standing him the very whole time.
0: Throatedly support <laughs> and supportive. Benson. That was an interesting choice yeah, of words yeah, there, sex and, savior. And but now, anyway,
1: <laughs> now I'm, uh, yeah, now I'm, now I'm scorning bitter. So right. I don't, uh, I don't look forward to. See, I, I don't want to hear much about him anymore. Honestly. I know. I, I don't like want those, to see my ex girlfriend anymore. Yeah, I don't those want to just see her. feel like real personal choices. <laughs> like it's not like he's going to right. Western or Syracuse or. You know Florida State or you know, all those other places he could go and not, right. and not be right here and be right in our face.
0: And, and again, like I said, you're already at the high major level. You've got the basketball all the time. What do you want? There's nowhere else to go. If he would have went to, to the pros, played in Europe or something, that would have made some sense to me. That would have been fine. This whole thing, just a little bit weird. I, I just truly don't understand what he wants. Quickly, I just want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whether it's March Madness, the NBA, hockey, or even award season, reality television, they've got it all covered at BetOnline.ag. And here's the best part. We at the Locked On Podcast Network have a great deal for all of you. Go to BetOnline.ag, sign up for a free account, and receive a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on once again, that promo code is locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast where you get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski. follow Locked on today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We've got, actually, three new guys coming in, two of which I'm I'm pretty uh, encouraged about, honestly. I think the kid from Ball State, Coleman, Jerron Coleman, I think he's known as Boogie, I believe, but he seems like he should be a great addition, honestly. A point guard who can shoot, a guy who can handle and shoot, sign me up. I'm all about it. Then the Amari Davis kid from Green Bay, seems like he's a good a good scorer, not so much of a three-point shooter. Guy can take it to the bucket, good pull-up game. The one I'm a little bit confused by, though, DeWan Gordon, transfer from Kansas State, looks like he's about 6'4", 190. And he can't shoot. That that worries me a little bit. I got to be honest. And I don't know. Maybe Conzo likes his defense, but you know, if I were Conzo, I'd be leaning a lot more toward the offensive skill side of the ball in terms of recruiting right now. But I don't know. Two of those three guys I like. Do you have any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the kid from Ball State, and I just I hadn't heard much about you know Mari Davis, but then I watched some film, and he just looked like he's he's just wants to get in there and score like he just takes tough shots and he he finishes with contact and he does those things like we that i think that's a a very pivotal thing we saw this year when we stopped attacking the basket the offense kind of stalled out so we'll always be fine be able to find someone that can shoot i think um it's good to get guys with the mentality that they want to attack the basket um and with you on the kansas state thing it seems like we lost the trade for yeah i was gonna say for mark smith or so i mean he i know mark smith had you know, he he had his highs and his lows wildly here and, up and down. Yeah, yeah inconsistent, for sure. But I mean, I I think he gave you more than than this kid has, and he's bigger. And I mean, this kid seems like he's like a smaller picket almost. Right. Like we already have that guy.
0: Yeah, I I just I don't understand that one. I really don't. And honestly, his from his freshman to his sophomore season, his offense regressed badly, like his two point shooting in particular. So. Yeah, I just I don't know that I'm seeing it with that one. Hopefully, we'll see it when he gets to Columbia next year. But anyway, it's going to be a big old reset for the basketball team. That's for sure. But I can't remember a
1: time we'd, we have three players, three three roster players that actually played left on the team. Isn't that right? I, I guess like, so. Like, yeah, like Kobe Pickett, Pickett and, and
0: Wilmore played you know 22 minutes total of the season or something like it. that. But and that's it. And then you're bringing in you know five freshmen and three transfers so far. So yeah, I, I got to imagine. There's still a pretty big gaping hole in the middle on that roster. You still need a big guy of some sort. I mean, obviously, you can't just not have a center or rely on Wilmore. I don't think he's going to be ready yet. Obviously, so ready to play like yet. you know 30 minutes a game right. or something—that's just not realistic for him. Obviously, but why,
1: why can't he be one of those? I mean, you see every year in the tournament, like a, you know Loyola Chicago has a, a big immobile white guy, and they you know he's he, he's effective in there, not fast. You know, and, and Wilmore is. As big as anybody, not fast, but just doesn't. I guess we haven't maybe we haven't seen him develop fully. But like there seems like there's these big slow guys every year that make it the tournament, and you know just kind of have some savvy and score 25 points and maybe. But they move so slow, right? And they- he seems like he's in that mold, but it doesn't. I mean, I never saw. I, never saw I think the there's signs highlights. of
0: there's signs of offensive life that I've seen from Wilmore for sure. I mean, he seems to have a fairly soft touch for a guy his size, but you know, defensively is going to be the concern with him. Like, like you say, he's so immobile, you just wonder can he guard? Can, yeah, can he, he play thing? in space at all? Like, if his man sets a high screen, it, it's just a problem right now. I mean, he basically there's nothing he can do. He can't get back quick enough, and if he just stays in the paint, well, then it's a wide open shot. It, it just doesn't work right now. And Build Bar Madness is finally finished and in the books. And frankly, with that all done, who even needs the national championship game tonight? Am I right? Well, seriously, though, even though that contest is over, Build Bar is still here for you with all of their 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut varieties, by the way. Some of you do have nut allergies or maybe you're just not a nut fan. Well, guess what? Built Bar has you covered because regardless of what varieties you like, all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and chewy and delicious, low-cal Low sugar, high protein, high fiber, it's got all that goodness in it. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's April, and the Locked On NFL network of podcast is shifting into draft mode. On April 19th through the 23rd, the ultimate 2021 mock draft featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Find out who trades up, who trades back, and who selects the next young star. Stay tuned for more information about where you can find the ultimate 2021 mock draft you know what well, I did bring on Blake specifically for his UCLA take so I'm, I'm sure a lot of Missouri fans like myself were probably a little bit conflicted in that game it was like wait UCLA is the underdog here I think I'm actually rooting for Gonzaga how did you feel
1: well I mean I I've, I've just been on this Gonzaga just bandwagon since the tournament started like I thought you know you always have this worry with Gonzaga that they're going to be you know they 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 have gotten better in the years. Like they front weight their schedules. They did play a lot of tough teams early. Sure, they, they played, played tough KU teams. and Virginia, right. and all different and they should squads. Have played, should have played Baylor, but the COVID thing, they missed that game. Anyway. Oh, okay. So, uh, but then you know they go through that that tough early season schedule, and then they wind up in their conference schedule, and it's just soft. Right, and there's nothing they can do about it. Right, and it's soft, and they and they sleepwalk through that, and maybe there's sure. one game to St. Mary's sometimes. Right, um, but they sleepwalk through that, and then they get to the tournament and they win their first game because they're high seed, and then they run into hard matchups, and they then they run out of steam. So. you you kind of wondered if that was going to happen, but I'd watched the first, you know, three games that they would played, and they'd just been, or the first four games that they played, and they, no one was even close to them. Like I thought USC was going to give them, a, could have possibly given them a, a you know, tough battle because they had length in the interior and they had that that interesting zone defense that they played. And sure, you know, they like obviously you saw what they did to Kansas, right? But then Gonzaga just ripped through USC like no problem. And then you watch UCLA play Michigan and the other regional final, and it's just. It's just a snooze fest. I mean, it's in the it ends in the forties, right? I mean, the game was, they couldn't make anything. It was it was like watching the high school ball. Yeah, it
0: was, it was just surprising UCLA was able to keep up. Yeah, that's for so sure. that was the yeah. first thing
1: that surprised me is that they're you know they're 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 trading basket for basket for basket and, and the game's going where it is. And then I started thinking, well, oh, UCLA is going to win this. And I thought, well, you know, a that sucks for my bracket, but b this is kind of glad. You know, there's they're a bunch of kids that are. We're an 11 seed in a play-in game, and they're going to beat the number right. one seed and go on. So I, I was kind of rooting for them, but then I so anyway, I anyway, just get into the game. Right? Sure. I, honestly,
0: as, uh, as the game's going on, I'm starting to get increasingly annoyed that UCLA is, is in another Final Four yeah. as an 11 seed. And I'm like, Missouri has never made a Final Four, and UCLA is just here again. I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, screw them. Let's go get Saga. Yeah. And, of course, the Tyus Edney thing factored in as well, which, of course, Blake, that's what you were going to mention. Yeah, right. Like, the ending of the game, of course, it couldn't have been better, in your opinion. Yeah, so, oh, shit. Uh, back.
1: Okay, back. So, anyway, oddly enough, I was watching it at your house by myself, because I was out there with Jack and you know, and Mel and – My sister-in-law yeah, yeah, and my yeah, wife, yeah. And your, and your daughter. And so I was, I was trying to play with her, but I was kind of going back and forth. And I like, got in front of the couch and I was watching it, and I watched the end. And then, uh, you know, Gonzaga scores to take a two-point lead. Then UCLA scores with, you know, three seconds left. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is great. <laughs> and then they inbound it. And then I just start yelling, like, wah, wah. And they're like, coming, running to look at me. And then my first thought was, like, oh, that's so sweet. Because now every – Every every season, every season in, right. the, in the preview, every season in the you know all the promo stuff, it's right. going to be UCLA losing on a game winning basket, right? With you know under under four seconds left when the inbounds. Now you know, you also, know now you yeah, know how just, it feels just, to UCLA just fans. Enjoy that, and <laughs> you know that we've had
0: that for the last twenty six years. Yeah, so to enjoy the that.
1: to the eventual, I'm going to say to the eventual national champion, right? You have the eventual national champion beat or tied, and then you lose on the last bucket, and then you see that happen to you. Of course, there's happened in the final four. Ours happened to know at the You know, the I think Sweet Baylor's season. got a
0: good shot tonight. I really do. But uh, I, I agree with you. you got to favor Gonzaga, certainly Vegas. Over at betonline.ag, I believe they've got them four and a half point favorites right now. You know, I, I thought I mentioned, meant to mention this on the air. I actually liked a bet going into the Final Four, which was Baylor was plus 260 uh, to win the championship, which I just thought was pretty good odds because now I just figured they'd probably beat Houston. So now. Now that they're there, it's like okay. You'd have to get you'd get maybe half that right now to actually go against Gonzaga. So that would have just been a nice little uh, value play there. Something to keep in mind in the future. Maybe if you like somebody to win the championship, maybe take their odds to win the championship in the semifinal game might be a little bit better for you. You know, just something to think about.
1: I was really proven right by Houston um, when the Houston Baylor game. Like Houston was just a-
0: freaking Kelvin Sampson, right? Like who who needs that guy, right? I don't like the term paper tiger because it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, 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 you know, they turn seems pejorative to tigers R- right yeah, but I uh, like it. they were you know <laughs> they just barely beat Rutgers. they shouldn't have beat Rutgers, and they'd never faced a seed lower than a than a 10 seed the whole way and they just had like this real fortunate run and part of me gets bitter because we don't seem to ever run into those little soft pockets like that right just find our way into the final four <laughs> um but then they just got undressed by baylor and yeah baylor's good i mean they're they're long and they're athletic they guard um but i just don't I just Gonzaga just seems to me like they have all the answers.
0: Yeah, you know, all year they've just seen and now like they finally the been. Team and- they kind of got
1: punched in the mouth and they and they took it and they fought back and I think you know that's a situation where before the, the other Gonzaga teams that you thought might have a chance didn't and then they've done it now so
0: yeah it was such a great game and such an emotional outcome obviously and in a lot of circumstances you think well it could be a they could be ripe for a letdown but it's hard hard to let down in the national championship game i think gonzaga they'll definitely have their a game tonight hopefully another good ball game i'm looking forward to it. it should be a good one so blake thanks for joining me man and uh you know what i will see you all right here once again the rest of this week on locked on mizzou